You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey everyone, welcome to another special episode of the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast, part of the Cincy Jungle podcast channel. I'm Anthony Cazenza. Unfortunately, my partner in crime, John Sheeran, couldn't be here for this special interview, but we've got another special guest, the second member of the day from the Bengals 1981 Super Bowl team, Mr. Charles Alexander, part of an all-star backfield on that team. How are you, sir? Joining us from- I'm doing great. I'm doing Sugar great, man. Yeah, yeah. good. Uh, Seventy degree weather here, man. What are you? What are you guys doing? <laughs> well, I'm I'm in Southern California, so oh, I, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah. So I, I've got that. You know, you've probably been hearing that the Super Bowl in LA is you know in the 80s right now. So I've I'm sure we're making a lot of people in Cincinnati jealous with, uh, with how warm with how yeah. warm it is in our respective areas. But uh, good to have you on. How have things been going? Oh, I can't complain, man. It's been great. Life's been good. Well, we're going to hear a little bit about, you know, some of your go down memory lane and talk about your experience right. with the team and, and your Super Bowl run and whatnot. But I first want to get your thoughts on this year's team. You've got some connections uh, because of some LSU alums that are on this team and whatnot. So you may be paying attention, maybe a little bit more than usual, but your thoughts on this year's team in terms of where they started, where you kind of thought they would be. And if did you picture them going this far at, at this point in time? Uh, quite honestly, no. Uh, I thought, you know, I thought if the if the, if the guys could go 500, that that would be a win, uh, winning season for them. Uh, but I never, in my wildest dreams, uh, would imagine uh, the Bengals being in a Super Bowl. You know, sometimes it takes a little while to to build a team, and uh, you know, Joe Burrow's pretty young, and uh, Chase is. Made rookie of the year, so you know I just didn't think that uh, things would happen. But you know I always thought that once you get in the playoffs, anything can happen. Now, when when you were on that '81 team, uh, that was just just before my time. But I, I, I'm trying <laughs> I'm trying to think back. I mean, I know quite a bit about the team and whatnot, but I'm trying to think back. What were the expectations around your team that that season? I mean, was it kind of a similar thing where people thought, yeah, they'd be pretty good, but definitely not a Super Bowl contender or was that kind of a thing where hey you know they've got a lot of veteran guys on this team some stars you know that, that especially on offense and maybe they could make a run of it what were the expectations around your team at that time almost the same thing as, as really current, current Cincinnati Bengals team now uh, nobody ever thought that uh <clears throat> that we had the talent to uh to go to the Super Bowl uh we were just uh 
happy to make it to the playoffs because uh, the, the season before, I can't remember what our record was, but it wasn't, we didn't have a winning record the season before. It was our, uh, I think it was my third year in the NFL, uh, third or fourth year in the NFL. And uh, we were relatively, we were a relatively young team. And, you know, like I said before, we got in the playoffs and things started to click. And next thing you know, uh, we were we were in the Super Bowl. We only had to win uh, two games. Uh, we, we beat Buffalo and then we beat the Chargers. And uh, third game was the Super Bowl. So just happening. Yeah. By the way, uh, our, our mutual acquaintance, Mike Holbrook, he's got a nickname for you. He keeps telling me to, to call you your nickname there, Ch- Chucky. Uh, that's, that's my Cincinnati nickname. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, yeah, Mike, Mike connected us. Thanks a lot, us. Mike. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't know if I wanted to share that. I said, are you sure you want me to share no, that? No, I'm, I'm all right with it. I don't all know. Right. I, I'm, a, I'm a guy with, uh, with many nicknames, man. I, I probably got – at least four nicknames. And when somebody calls me one of those names, I know exactly what area of the country they're from. <laughs> you know, from high school to either LSU. Uh, uh, high school, they call me Mule, M-U-L-E, like a, okay. <laughs> like a, like a jackass, you know. <laughs> and they, 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 they call me Mule because I, I guess they thought I was stronger than most, most guys on the team. So they call me that. And then I got to uh, LSU, uh, they called me uh, Sweetness, which okay. that was an honor because that was kind of, uh, uh, it was named, nicknamed after Walter Payton. So right. I didn't mind that one. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'll tell you uh, how I got the Cincinnati nickname. Uh, we were, uh, back in the day, we used to get our paychecks on the uh, airplane on the way back <laughs> in training camp. Hmm. And and somebody got my happened to get my paycheck and my name was on it. My full name was on it. And uh, my name is Charles Spread Alexander Jr. And that was on the on the uh, you could see it through the envelope. Mm-hmm. And man, after they got they got that and they took it and ran with it. And nobody <laughs> ever called me Charles anymore. They called me Chucky Fred. Chucky Fred <laughs> was that was that yeah. teammates or was that coaches or what? what was that was the... The teammates. That was okay. my teammates. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't remember who who actually gave me that name, but uh, yeah, that's I didn't answer to Charles anymore. It was Chucky Fred. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, I, you know, there's I mentioned there's a lot of LSU players. You you obviously being from LSU as well. I want to ask you about some stuff about that in just a little bit, but. There's some LSU players, especially mega stars on this current team in terms of Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase. Um, I, you know, I think we were all, for the most part, not very surprised at Joe Burrow maybe hitting his stride pretty early on. Maybe not Super Bowl stride second year, but I think we were all pretty, we kind of figured he'd get things figured out pretty early in his career. But what about Jamar Chase? Because he didn't play football at all last year. Granted, he had the rapport with Burrow from college, but were you surprised even with all the talent that Chase had that he just kind of hit the ground running and was as impactful as he was seeing that you knew him from LSU and then obviously now in the Bengals? I I knew eventually he would get it. Uh, He did have a little adjustment period uh, (laughs) in in the beginning, uh, dropped, dropped, you know, several passes, Mm -hmm. but uh, 
you know, people don't realize that, 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 that there's a little difference in the football from college uh, to professional. Uh, you got a got a little white stripe on both ends of that football in college, <laughs> and then in the NFL, it's just a plain brown ball, and uh, you don't have to focus uh, or concentrate as much uh, in college because of the white stripes. You know, I mean, that little thing really makes a difference. And I think it took him a while to get used to that. Plus, like you said, he had been out for a year and uh, he, had, he had to adjust to the speed of the game. And, uh, but he, once he caught on, <laughs> it was a whole different ball game. Yeah. And uh, I'm just so proud of both of those guys. Uh, they, they, they just had a great year. Uh, I think you got two more LSU guys on, on the team too. And uh, I was speaking with someone today. I said, man, we, that's, that's six LSU guys playing in the Super Bowl. That's, that's unbelievable. Yeah, from, from both teams. Yeah, I mean, you've got right. Whitworth from way back when. Whitworth, uh, who's the also a Yeah, right. right. And then and you've then got, you got that, Odell Beckham Jr. Right. Yeah. So it, it's, it's, LSU is well represented. Hopefully yeah, they'll yeah. use that as a recruiting tool. Next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, uh, like, man, a little bit of a rough go after that, after that Burrow championship run there. You were part of an insanely talented backfield uh, as a running back with the Cincinnati Bengals. They had, they had Pete Johnson. They also had Archie Griffin and then yourself, all outstanding college running backs and then had great pro careers in your own rights there. And obviously we're a big, um, were big contributors to the Bengals making that that 81 Super Bowl run and whatnot. But w- when you were in the draft process, I know it's quite a bit different now than it was when you were drafted. But what was that? What was some of the pre-draft conversations, if you had any, with with Paul Brown, some of the brain trust there, and their emphasis at the time of, hey, we want to have a multi-headed running attack. We want to be a ground and pound football team. That's a very easy question. Okay. Uh, I never heard from Cincinnati until I was drafted. Really? Yeah, never. First round nobody, pick, and they really <laughs> nobody worked me out. Nothing. I I guess they just watched film, and that was enough. Uh, wow. I knew the Bengals had uh, the Bengals had two picks in the first round, the, the third pick of the, of the first round, and the twelfth pick. And uh, Jack Thompson was taken with the uh, third pick, and I was taken mm-hmm. with the twelfth pick. So that was an easy course. To... <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that's I, I actually shocked. really surprising. Yeah, I, I was shocked that uh, the Bengals picked me because uh, no one ever called or even talked to me on the phone. And next thing I know, I'm at a press conference in Cincinnati. But it worked out fine. I, I, I enjoyed my time in Cincinnati. Well, that's good. I didn't, I actually just, that blows me away that, that they didn't really reach out very much and maybe they just were like, Hey, this is, this is the best guy available and we're, we're going with it. They still utilize that strategy a little bit today. So uh, that's, that's really interesting to hear about that. But going back to your, your, your Super Bowl run here, you actually had quite a bit of um, quite a bit of contributions there, especially in the, the Buffalo bill game, the game against the Buffalo bills, you had two touchdowns in that game, but what are some of your, take a stroll down memory lane a little bit. What are some of the the memories you hold near and dear about the Super Bowl, even though the, the result of the game did not go your guys' way? Well, uh, I remember it being cold. Pontiac, <laughs> I remember that. I, I, I remember, uh, I'm like, man, 
you know, I, I, trust me, I was, I was thankful. I was, I was happy. I was elated that I got to go to Super Bowl, but I was like, man, wish it was in Miami or wish it was in California. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we all had rental cars. Uh, nobody was, uh, I don't know. I know I didn't use mine. I, uh, a lot of guys didn't use their rental cars because we were scared to go anywhere. It was ice and snow everywhere and nobody wanted to get uh, stranded and, or tear up a rental car. So we just kind of stuck around the hotel and uh, hung out there and went to practice when we had to go to practice and meetings. And, uh, but <clears throat> it was, uh, I remember, uh, one thing I definitely remember is the price of the tickets. Uh, $75, if, if my memory serves me right. And, uh, you know, after you invite your family, you didn't, you don't want those tickets to be like they are today, man. It's right, unbelievable. Right. Yeah, those tickets are, uh, I think they're going, what, $2,500 to $3,000. Oh, that's, that's, gen- that's, 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 that's yeah. on the, yeah, that's on the low yeah. side there. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that's not going through stuff. Up. So, right, know, right. You know, you're going through that, you're going to probably play 10 times that. So it's, it's a whole new ball game. Uh, but uh, I do remember, and getting to the game, I remember we were a little uptight. Uh, guys were not, uh, you know, we, we were excited about being there. We tried to stay focused. But and the reason I know we were uptight, I mean, we actually had two guys uh, get into a brawl uh, maybe an hour before the game about who was going to go first in the tape line to get the ankles taped. So we had, wow! Yeah, we had a couple of guys go at it, and uh, I was like, "Man!" So we we didn't really play too well the first half. Yeah. Uh, we 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 were down twenty to nothing at halftime, and I was and I and I'm not sure I'm not the only one, but I wasn't looking forward to going back in that locker room at halftime <laughs> and and uh, dealing with Coach Greg because he was. <laughs> You know, he wasn't a happy camper, but uh, yeah, he really, yeah. uh, he, he, uh, he kind of fooled us a little bit. Uh, we were thought he, we, I know I did. I, I thought he was going to go in and start throwing chairs and screaming, and yelling, but he didn't. Uh, he just said, look, uh, we're at the big dance. We're not playing like we're capable of playing. Uh, let's just relax and go out there and play like, like, like I know you can. And that was pretty much, the, that was it. And we, we broke off into some individual meetings, uh, made some corrections, and uh, we ended up making a game out of it at the end. Uh, the final mm-hmm. score was 26 to 21. Right, right. Yeah, so it was, uh, but it was a great, it was a great uh, thing to go to the Super Bowl. I, I'll never forget it. Well, I, we're, we're talking with Charles Alexander, a former running back of the Cincinnati Bengals, member of the 1981 Super Bowl team and former first round pick of the club, a surprising first round pick, I guess, on your end, uh, in some ways, based on what you were just telling us that the Bengals took you that early. But, um, Hey, uh, you know, we just had earlier on, I was telling you before we took the air, we just had Ken Anderson on as, as part of our Super Bowl coverage. You talked about kind of how Forrest Gregg was maybe a surprising calming presence amid that that 20 to nothing deficit in that game. Obviously, you kind of roared back. Everybody played well, including Ken. I just kind of want to maybe get your thoughts on him in that season in terms of a leadership role. And obviously, the fact that the team had had that iconic win in the Freezer Bowl the game before the Super Bowl. 
I don't know, just talk about your uh, your team's quarterback that year in an, in an MVP season and maybe how he had something to do with the fact that he you guys played well and came back in that Super Bowl. Uh, Kenny was uh, never say die uh, quarterback. Uh, they drafted uh, Jack Thompson, and this is just me talking. I, I can't swear to this, but I think they drafted Jack Thompson to replace Kenny Anders. Uh, and it uh, everybody at uh, Kenny was getting a little bit, you know, long in the tooth, uh, but mm-hmm. looked like the older he got, the better he played. <laughs> he, yeah. Was, yeah. he was tough as nails, man. Uh I think the big thing about Kenny that that particular season that it, uh, he stayed healthy. Uh, he was fortunate enough to stay healthy most of the season. I think he did have an injury or two at the beginning of the season, but once he got healthy, he played like uh, he was lights out, man. And then in the playoffs, uh, you know, the game that really impressed me with with him was the uh, the San Diego game, where the temperature I think the temperature was. Uh, I know it was in the, the negatives, uh, right. like, like <laughs> right. ne- negative uh, 10, negative 9 or whatever. But I do mm-hmm. remember the wind chill was a negative 59. And uh, to play to play and throw the football like he did under those conditions was was was, was just crazy, unbelievable. Uh, Dan Faust uh, came in from San Diego and, and wasn't accustomed to the weather, of course, and Kenny's, I guess Kenny was, Kenny knew about uh, the, the the weather because he got a chance to practice in it and knew not to throw the ball up too high. And, uh, basically, we, we did a lot of short passes to keep mm-hmm. keep the ball uh, in play, and uh, he did a great job of that. Uh, he's a guy that really got us to the Super Bowl, though, because that was one of his better seasons. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, most definitely. You also played, if I'm not mistaken, may, uh, albeit kind of briefly, uh, under Sam Weish, correct? So, um, yeah, my last two years. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm I'm curious. I haven't asked anyone about this, so I'm curious your mindset. And I don't know how well you know Zach Taylor, or maybe you see and hear some things about him. But there, to me, there kind of seems to be a little bit of a parallel in terms of maybe the, the second team, that the second Bengals team that made it to the Super Bowl, the 1988 team, and just kind of the the creativity, the the wizardry, if you will, of Sam Weish that year, and kind of a little bit of the same thing, youthful energy, confidence that Zach Taylor exudes. I don't know if you see any parallels or similarities there between those two coaches, but I, 
you know, I'd love to hear yeah. about your experience under Weish. Yeah, it's, it, it seems like, uh, like, like you said earlier, I, I don't, I hadn't met uh, Zach Taylor. Uh, <clears throat> but I did play under Coach Weiss uh, for two years, but, and I've been watching the Bengals uh, more this year than recently because of the two LSU guys, too. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I've been watching them. You know, I watch them every year, but in particular this year, I don't know if I missed a game because it was really exciting brand of football that they played. <clears throat> but uh, Coach Weiss was, a, I, I would say, an innovator. Uh, came off of uh, the 49 I think he coached with the 49ers before he came to be head coach of the Bengals mm-hmm. right. and was an innovator. Uh, I think we were the first team to go with the no-huddle offense uh, back in the mid-'80s, uh, 84, 85, uh, the, the no-huddle offense with Boomer. And um, so, you know, you know the NFL is a copycat league, and, uh, yeah. you know, if you're successful doing one thing, and everybody started uh, doing a little version of their little – no huddle offense. So, uh, but Coach Weiss used to uh, tell a lot of jokes and kind of keep the team loose, and we liked that. And it was a but when he needed to get tough, he he knew how to do that too. Yeah, kind of hitting flipping the switch a little bit. It seems right. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I just before we kind of uh, talk about your your business venture and and uh, get your predictions on the game, I want to. Go back to your your playing days at LSU. We've talked a lot about about that. I, obviously, today LSU SEC football is kind of um, NFL minor leagues, I guess, if you will, an NFL farming system, just because of the competitiveness and all of that. What was it like in in your time? Is it was it still the same kind of tough, talented, smash mouth brand of football? And uh, you know, I mean, obviously, when you come from LSU and that SEC conference, there's there's a lot of um, there's a lot of, uh, I'm trying to think of the word, like notoriety or a lot of, uh, you know, you come, you come battle tested, right? Right, right. Uh, well, one thing uh, that's different uh, that they just implemented in college football is that, what is it, uh, name, image, and likeness? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wish they would have had that when I was there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh we, when I was at LSU, and, and even and not just LSU, it was the whole SEC. Man, it was 75% run the football. You know, it, it's, these, uh, it's a little bit different now. It's, it's more of a uh, where everybody passes the ball more uh, in, in uh, not just the SEC, but all, all college teams. And uh, football's just changed a little bit. Uh, it's more of a passing game now than it is. Uh, running yeah. the ball 30, 40 times a game right, and beating everybody up. So uh, I just, I think to win consistently though, you, you gotta have a, you gotta have a little bit of a, a running game so they can respect the running game. And, and, uh, but you're going to make your bread and butt off throwing the football these days. It's just a different brand of football. Yeah. Well, before we get your, your prediction on the game and kind of what, what you think are some of the keys to it, I, I've been asking a lot of former Bengals uh, that we've talked to this past week or so about their their thoughts on the Brown family, uh, what it means, what you think it means to them, for them not only being back at the Super Bowl, but potentially finally hosting a Lombardi trophy. I know 
there's kind of some narratives about the the Brown family and the Blackburn family that may, that have been painted by the national media that may not necessarily be wholly true about them. And and the the resonating theme that I keep hearing is that you know regardless of anything, they love football and they want to win. But I guess I'd love since you had experience under Paul Brown, you've been around Mike Brown. I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts before we get to your predictions on you know, what you think this entire experience means to that family and if they were to win it? Well, they always tell me the third time's a charm. So uh, I'm definitely, uh, um, I'm hoping that the, the Bengals can pull it out this time uh, for Mike Brown. And uh, I know his father, uh, Mr. Paul Brown, is looking down on this and uh, saying who they. And uh, <laughs> I, I, can I can remember those two being, I mean, really, they did not miss a practice. You know, with, regardless of the conditions, they were. It could be raining, it could be cold out there, or whatever. Uh, they 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 made sure that they attended practice. Uh, hmm. The only the only time I can say that they they got involved in, uh, <clears throat> I'll say it a few few things that practice them. It was the the practice before the. Uh, uh, San Diego game uh, that, you know, I was talking about the San Diego game with the 59 mm -hmm. below uh, windshield. Uh, they, they actually, uh, I think I saw him whisper to uh, Forrest Gregg and say, let's get out of here. It's too cold <laughs> to get out of here right now. <laughs> they, they could practice lasted a little bit too long for them that day. It was just the day before the game. So, but uh yeah, they were they were a joy to be around. Uh, they didn't. Uh, they would accept your phone calls. They they talked to you. They 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 just were good owners. And uh, I'm uh, hoping that Cincinnati wins for them, uh, just as much as I am for the city of Cincinnati. Yeah. Well, what do you what do you think happens this weekend? And how are how are you watching? Are you watching it at home? Are you going somewhere? Or what? 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 I'm watching it at home. Uh, Inviting a few friends over, but it won't nice. be very many. Uh, I like to, I like to watch the game where I can hear the television and hear the commentating and uh, just enjoy the game. I don't like to be. I've, I've tried this other way before with the fifty people, and you can't, pay can't enjoy the game. You don't know yeah. what's going on. <laughs> you know, you especially if you have it at your own house. You know, you're worried right. about. Uh, does he have enough to, to eat or does he have, does he need something to drink? So I, right. I uh, kind of cut all that out and uh, just basically I'm going to enjoy the game and watch it and study it and see what happens, man. Cause uh, <clears throat> there's a lot of my uh, friends in this area that are Dallas Cowboy fans. And they're upset because their Cowboys not there and they're not, they're not <laughs> wishing right. us well. So, Oh, we'll see what okay. happens though. <laughs> okay. You got a prediction about or thoughts about how this one's going to play oh, out? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think it's going to be a high scoring game. Uh, my, uh, I wrote it on a piece of paper here, 34 oh. Cincinnati, 28 Rams. Oh, I love it. That'd be an exciting one. Wow. That's a lot of points. It's going to be a yeah. shootout, man. Yeah. It's going to be yeah. a shootout. Yeah. And Mr. Mixon's going to be your MVP. Oh, see, that's that's my sneaky uh -huh. pick. That's my sneaky pick for MVP. I like that. Ooh, I, I like that. Ball at you, huh? Yeah, <laughs> running back picking a running back for the for the Super Bowl MVP. I love oh, it. Oh, of course, of course. I love it. Uh, we've been <laughs> yeah. chatting with Charles Alexander, former running back and first round pick. 
of the Cincinnati Bengals, member of the 1981 Super Bowl team. And it's been awesome catching up with you. You've got, speaking of menus and serving friends at your house and whatnot, Charles, you have uh, a, a business called Come On Man Cajun Seasoning. And I'll put the, uh, the I'll pin the website in our, our chats here. But oh, man, uh, tell us, look at that. All right. Yeah. Tell us like a little that. bit about, yeah, tell us a little bit about the, the business you got going there, how people can maybe, how and where they can find the products and all of that well, good stuff. It's, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not nationally, uh, it's not on all the grocery store shelves. I wish I could just send you to Kroger, but that's not the way, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm in a lot of mom and pop shops and uh, I do a lot of business online. So especially for the Cincinnati people, I'm going to have to give you my website and you can order it off the website. Yeah, please do. (laughs) It's it's, uh, www.comeonmancajunseasoning.com. I know that's a mouthful, but uh, I think you can just Google my name and and it it will pop up uh, somewhere along the line. But uh, I have uh, three hot sauces. Uh, I have an all-purpose seasoning, a fish fry, and my favorite is uh, a crab ball. It's a crab, crawfish, and shrimp ball. And uh, if you like to ball crabs or seafood, uh, shrimp, and, and, and crawfish, I don't, I don't know if you guys get <laughs> get crawfish that far north. It'd be, be kind of expensive to do it, but uh, it's pretty it's pretty good. Yeah. I, so um, people can, I, I think this was, uh, I think I found the the boil that you're talking about here. I'll pull that back up. People can order this uh, online and have it, have it shipped to them. Is that, uh, or yes, they have sir. to go into, okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, everything is, it's pretty easy. Uh, even, you know, I'm not very, uh, I'm not a computer guy and I think I could find my way with through this website here. So it's pretty easy to walk through it. Uh, place your order. Awesome. Well, uh, we we want to push that out to our listeners and our and we'll be putting this on cincyjungle.com as well. So we'll definitely be promoting that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna partake. I like I like sauces and rubs and seasoning. I'm kind of a, a griller and okay, a, a okay. cooker here okay. and there. So I, I will definitely partake in this for sure and order some good stuff there. Uh, and Charles, this has been an immense pleasure. I'm, I'm sorry it's it's our first time that we've had, John. We'd love to have you back on, particularly, hopefully, talking about a Bengals win after this weekend. But sometime down the road, if, if you're willing and able, we would love to catch up with you and uh, have you back on the program. Well, you tell Big Mike that Chucky Fred doesn't mind. I, I would <laughs> love to do it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Well, it's been great, great talking and meeting you. Have fun this weekend, and uh, we will we will catch up soon. I appreciate the the lengthy amount of time. Very generous with it, and I appreciate that. No problem. Who day, man? All right, who day, Charles? Thank you. That was Charles Alexander, former running back for the Cincinnati Bengals. Gave us like thirty minutes. Can't even believe it. That was awesome. And thank you, Mike Holbrook, listener, for making the connection there, as you have with many other guests that we have had on here. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate that. This has been quite the week. Um, and, and there's still more to come. We're going to have more of a fan centric show tomorrow. I don't even know what that's going to look like really, but, um, we've, we've got, we're going to get a lot of you on the air, whether that's listener questions and all kinds of stuff, but Hey, Tim McGee earlier this week, we had our deep dive Wednesday show. We had Ken Anderson earlier today, Charles Alexander today. We have, um, gosh, we've got an interview going up with Chad Johnson 
that we, John and I were able to do a little earlier today. We're, we're getting that all produced and prettied up for all of you. Chad Johnson, we got to speak with him. I can't even believe it. And of course, we've got an in-person, potential in-person event with Anthony Munoz. So uh, we'll be we'll be locking that down and, and doing all of that. Of course, weeks prior, we had Icky Woods and, and many others on the show. So it has been awesome. Hopefully you have enjoyed this as much as we have. Also, if you're following us at Bengals OBI on Twitter, we've been in on the Bengals press conferences, asking some questions there specifically. So you can follow it on the Twitter account on Cincy Jungle's Instagram page. You can find little clips or if you go on NFL.com, you can find the entire press conference snippets there. And um, so, yeah, hopefully you are enjoying the trying to be a big amount of coverage that we are bringing you our thanks to Charles Alexander for this specific show. And we'll keep hammering you with all kinds of stuff. We appreciate it. And um, man, this has been a lot of fun. It's been a lot of fun doing this. It's been a lot of fun bringing this to you. Hopefully, like I said, hopefully you all have enjoyed it and we got more to come. So you can, if you're new to this program, welcome. You can go and subscribe. I believe it's right down here. There's a little icon there. If you're watching on YouTube, you can click that to subscribe, click the bell to be notified when we go live, when new content is available. We have a Cincy Jungle podcast audio channel. So you can get our show, Orange is the New Black from Mason Zim, Coach Speak and Chalk Talk with Matt Minnick. Of course, if you like the Cincy Jungle Facebook page, we live stream there. It's everywhere. It's everywhere. Follow us. Give us a thumbs up. Listen to us if, if you like what we're doing. We appreciate all the support. And uh, hey, thanks. I'm seeing. Thank you. Great show. I appreciate everybody. And um, hey, this has been this has been fun. This has been fun. And, uh, you know, all these guys that are coming on our show have been incredibly gracious with their time and willingness. And we can't thank all of them enough. We'll see you next time. That was Charles Alexander. Go catch up on the Ken Anderson interview. Go catch up on the Tim McGee interview, our Wednesday night show. We'll be putting out the Chad Johnson interview very soon. Go get all that stuff, how I just mentioned, and we'll keep bringing you stuff. We'll see you soon. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.